You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Life on the Other Side of Should, a podcast of the Sheehive Women's Collective in Ferndale, Michigan. I'm your host, Ursula Adams. And I'm your other host, Sonia Mastic. And I'm your other, other side host, Jackie Smith. And each week we gather to debunk the pretty, pretty bullshit women have been taught to believe about themselves. And explore how women can thrive when they live life according to their own truth, or maybe rules. So, Sonia, I understand that you want to start tonight. You got a shit on your mind. I've got a shit on my mind. <laughs> you got some sh- shit on your mind? <laughs> if I could sing, I would, but I can't. Yeah, no, I don't think really anyone should in this room. I can <laughs> sing. It doesn't mean I should. Wow. <laughs> okay. Ding, ding, ding. So, the big hubbub in the news was Alicia Keys wore no makeup to the Grammys. Oh, no, 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 no. God Damn that she's taking that male stance on some shit. Stupid, stupid Alicia. But so she was on uh what's the show she's on? The the Voice. The Voice. Oh, so she she came back to the voice and, and was coming out with no makeup. Mm-hmm. And that was the big deal. Yeah. The fact that she didn't wear any makeup to the Grammys was a big deal. And of course the article's like no one does any research. So it's like uh you know, her her entire her entire um look costs eighty dollars or less and uh and then the next article is her entire this entire no makeup look is way more expensive than you think. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but um the lotion alone. Yeah, that's right. That's it's right. Thousand dollars a day. It's fabulous. <laughs> but um it did bring the point of that I don't usually wear makeup. I like it just fine once mm-hmm. in a while. I have no problem with pe- people wearing makeup. Mm-hmm. I think people look great either way. Yeah. But it is a common thing in American culture that I should wear makeup. Oh, absolutely. If I'm a woman and I want to be perceived as feminine, I should wear makeup. Now, mind you, I have a husband that doesn't give a rat's ass either way. Mm-hmm. He likes me just the way I am. He, he comments when I wear makeup. He comments when I don't. All positive. Yeah. You look beautiful either way. But it seems to be everybody's business to let me know that if I wore makeup, I would apparently be more appealing to them because apparently I'm sleeping with them too. Well, that's actually <laughs> I did not why. invite you into my face. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Exactly why you were here for my viewing pleasure. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> Which I think we've talked about on here before. Like, the, you know, that is it. You know, we're women. That's what our primary duty is here to be pleasing to the eye. But I get more shit from women than well, I do I men. Yeah. Well, you it, threaten them. Yeah. It, it's annoying. Yeah, you know, we do a really good job of shaming each other for these things, right? I mean, not, oh, God, ah, ow. <laughs> but it is, we, we really buy into the patriarchy. Yeah. We, we realize that there's a certain dance you have to play in order yeah. to be taken seriously. Yeah. And then we, we push it on each other because it's that self-hatred of you're like, yeah. I feel so oppressed, so I'm going to oppress you with yeah. the same things mm-hmm. that I feel are holding me down. Yeah. One of the women at the Sheehab the other night, the therapist we have, what did she call it? She said she likened it to crawdads trying to pull each other back in the bucket so they could get yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, so um, Sonia put a um, bag on my desk the other day. It says my face is in this bag, a makeup bag. It was a big ass one and it still probably wouldn't fit all the makeup that I actually do wear. It's actually now carrying all my computer cords for the moment. But, you know. Which is also appropriate. Exactly. You know, I I have such a love-hate relationship. So when I put on makeup in the morning and I wear makeup every day even if I'm just at home, like I finally – 
I always say when I became an entrepreneur, my hygiene took a hit. Like I can go four days without a shower and you know, <laughs> that many days without makeup. And um, but I rarely leave the house without makeup on some at least eyebrows, you know, <laughs> <And so> <laughs> <laughs> I tattooed a mom, but I'm so blonde. It just fell right back off. So I got to do that again. <laughs> but, you know, I love the art of putting on makeup for myself. I love it. I love that in the moment. Just. Mm-hmm meditative state that I get into. I think of some of my best ideas while I'm putting on my makeup in the morning. And I love the way that it makes me feel. But I've always also, and not but, and I've also always admired women that I just, that don't wear it. Because you don't look any different to me than I look to me. Actually, when you show up with makeup, I'm like, what happened there? <laughs> Did you have an interview? Are you leaving <laughs> yeah, us? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Are you going to jail? What's happening? <laughs> exactly, right. <laughs> you met with a lawyer. You know? <laughs> and I just have always admired, I think maybe if I had started out, that I just remember one time I tried, I think in my 20s, that I declared I wasn't going to wear makeup anymore. People just kept telling me I looked tired. I was 20. Mm. I didn't look tired when I was 20 right. ever. You know? <laughs> So. You just look like Alicia Keys. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I just I felt have, so defiant about it. Yeah. Though. I yeah. love it. I love that. I love that you're exactly who you want to be. Hopefully. Yeah. Um. And that's how you come across. And I've had. I call it my phases in life. And I. I lovingly joke about my different phases. So my lumberjack phase, when <laughs> I didn't wear any makeup, I wore jeans that were too big for me and giant flannel shirts. Oh my god! I love this underneath. look already. <laughs> I know. And, um, I mean that sincerely. <laughs> and I would wear my and my hair was really long, and I would have three different shades of red in it, and I would braid it. And my oh, braids so were tell me you braided. I braided them in two braids, and they were longer than they 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 ended below my boobs. Picks or it did not happen. That's right. <laughs> and I have to find them or just recreate it. Yeah. So uh, I'll need a wig. My hair's a little short now. Um, so you know, I've had my hippie phase. I didn't wear makeup then either, and then I decided that I liked makeup again. And so I'm I'm just having fun. And when I, and then the days I made a deal with myself recently because one of the things in, in this um, basics um, spiritual development class they have you do like I love myself I'm enough in the mirror, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and then I did it. And I was like, oh, you, oh. you in the mirror? I love myself. <laughs> I was like, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I is pretty. <laughs> I is smart. I have a real hard time with self affirmations like that. I don't know why. Even if nobody so, else is in the house, the dogs are staring. Oh, at me. <laughs> you're not alone with that. I mean, I'm like, oh, look at the idiot talking to herself in the mirror. Is really what's going through my head. And I'm like, and the, but then I realized as I was putting on makeup over the past couple of months, I'd be like, hey, I'll do. And I was like, <laughs> I'll do big. <laughs> yeah. I'll like, do. <laughs> right. It's exactly what. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah. So oh, babe so this morning I was doing that again, and I was like, eh, "It's good enough." And I'm like, and I went, "Whoa, Jackie!" <laughs> and I literally said that out loud. That's not okay. <laughs> and then I laughed at myself, going, "Wow, you're sounding even more like an idiot." So so this, it. And, I'm like, ah. and I'm like, "Hey, even when you phone it in, you look amazing." And it totally changed my attitude for the day. So so my deal is if I'm not feeling it, if I'm like, eh, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to prove anything to anyone. Yeah. I've just I I love going into Sephora and buying all the colors. Right. No. I do too, actually. I, I love like um face products. I love um skincare mm-hmm. and I love going to Ulta and yeah. Sephora. Yeah. But yeah, it's just but the other thing I'm I'm curious about what your both your takes are is um it's obviously a very American thing, but shaving. 
And so shaving I armpits. I shave my shave, face often. But I'm saying shaving. <laughs> I'm period. not even joking right. about that. Right? No, I get it. Like women shave their face, their yeah. nipples, my, their their. Oh tongue. what? What? Yeah. What? So, so, How? So what? apparently, yeah. Apparently, a lot of women grow I nipple just, hair. I'm. I'm oh wait, wait. I pluck it. So they pluck. You, you, you pluck that shit. You don't shave it. Some some shave it. Ow, why would I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying I know my, some women that shave it. My daughter. That's dangerous. Last year. I, should you really be saying this? <laughs> I should probably not say this, but I did anyway. And and I'm like, hey, that's a great, that's an interesting yeah. choice. And of course, anytime I ask well, I'm her. I'm sorry. What did she do? I missed she's that. Not, I was still she think- stopped shaving. Okay. You're still nipples. I'm still on the nipples. <laughs> right. Like it just and, I'm holding and, them on um, for dear life. <laughs> and she's like, and she's so funny because she's like, why are you even noticing? You're a creeper. <laughs> and you're like, I have eyeballs. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm curious because that's. That I get the struggle and I'm I'm fascinated because I couldn't wait to shave. I'm like I'm like eight years old. Can I shave my legs, mom? Yeah. And she's like, no. And now um and now I'm seeing her generation going, fuck the patriarchy. The whole shaving thing was designed by Gillette to sell more razors and blah blah blah. And right. I don't want to look prepubescent. And I'm like, yep. you are the smartest woman I know. I'm just she impresses the crap out of me on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Now I'm all for that because I just do not want to shave my bush anymore. I mean that <laughs> shit just, <laughs> just. <laughs> I was just thinking armpits. I know, right? <laughs> Ursula just dove right in. There's well, always razor you know. bumps. I mean, just, it's never pleasant. Plus, right, I don't want to look like an eight-year-old right. or feel like one, quite frankly. What's yeah. interesting, though, is like, so it's the thing of, for me, and that's, I, I you know, I want to point out to all the listeners that, like, we're all walking contradictions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I cannot wait to shave. Yeah. You know, it's like, I, for whatever reason, I feel um, cleaner. Yeah. When I shave, and so I shave my arms and legs almost every day because yeah. it, it's just like a thing well, for me. I don't mind. I don't care the look of hair. And so when other women don't shave, I'm never repulsed. I'm like, yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't phase me. It phase me one or the other. But for me, I am kind of a germaphobe. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I just don't like the feel plain. of the long leg hair when you like put on leggings yep. or something yeah. and it bends the wrong way. That's not okay. Yeah, my hair is so light that you can't see it when I me don't too. shave it, so it doesn't well, really matter. But every once in a while, like I, I can go for months without shaving my legs. Well, not months, but, you know, I can go for weeks and all of a sudden it starts blowing in the wind. (laughs) (laughs) Blonde, wispy hair. (laughs) I can, like, actually feel it moving. (laughs) So um, I sent out a uh, group text message to my sisters just on Sunday going, and it it says, okay, sisters, we need to have a serious conversation about facial hair. I'm 50 now. What the fuck? It all turned black. (laughs) I have, I have a pact, so so this is how you know you're in my inner circle, <laughs> is if I make a pact with you, which is if I'm ever in the hospital and unconscious, you pluck the weird hairs out of my face. Don't let me go out like that. I just want to know which one of you is going to pluck my nipple hairs. <laughs> None of us. <laughs> Zero. You're on your own. Because that is really disturbing stuff. Like, I don't have colored hair on my body anywhere unless I color it, right? Except there. What's that all about? And it is dark. And because I'm a woman of a certain age... It's really close to me, right? Because, like, there's only so much distance between my breasts and my eyes. I can't <laughs> see it because I don't have my bi- – unless I have my bifocals on, right? <laughs> and you're, like, staring at a weird angle and moving so, your boob Because yeah. Sunday – Sunday what happened? Because I went to um, – when I was in Tucson for a week, I forgot my tweezers. And I was, like, I was feeling a little chin hair going on. And I'm, like, well, that's usually blonde. I'm okay. And then finally when I got it was home like a home and, and I'm, like, oh, my God. <laughs> I have no friends. <laughs> I didn't tell <laughs> It's really oddly satisfying, though, when you find a really long hair and you're like, I can't believe I just grew that. I want to know. <laughs> so all you listeners out there, 
don't be a douche. If no someone doubt. has a if someone has a booger hanging out or yeah. their flies open or you got some long gnarly yeah. hair, don't embarrass them in front of everyone. Pull them aside and be like, hey, you got you got like you got you like a twelve inch chin hair. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, I know you can't see with your glasses off in the mirror, but it's there. My husband and I have you know you got a bat in the cave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You got yeah, you gotta you gotta tell somebody you got a panic cave. Yeah, like and this it. is not a should. This is a must or a need. It's right? A must. Yeah, <laughs> it's just nice. Just be a nice person. Yeah, yeah. I that's hilarious. I, I've done that to strangers in line at the supermarket. Quietly said, your zippers down. Yeah, because that's what decent people should do. Is not yeah, let people walk sure. around. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sorry. Do. Sorry. Need to do. You need to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a oh nice thing to do. I mean, I could go on all day about hair, but we should. Maybe well, we could. I just want to say though, I bought one of those. Um, it's a three pack of little face razors. Uh-huh. Have you seen them? Yeah, I use them on my eyebrows. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So you can do it on your whole face. Yeah, because I get um, Einstein eyebrows. <laughs> it's so dark in here. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> they give me shade. Yeah. Um, you know, I just – that's another thing. I can't see my facial hair either um, because uh, with without – So my, I my found this on. little – it looks like a sweater razor thing. Yeah. But it's for it's, <laughs> it's for your nether regions. So I'm like, well, it'll work on my upper lip. So, it smells a little bad. <laughs> I know. It's never been in the nether regions. There's a, new, there's a special one just for that. I know, never that they won't really cross. bad when I use his nose trimmer. <laughs> wouldn't <laughs> what's wrong with you people <laughs> but it's great because you just it just like takes it down to the nothing and oh, it feels real good i love that face razor why the only reason i actually really shave is to exfoliate at this point in time because you can't see it right but i love i hate the way that it feels so that's why i shave if it didn't feel prickly and just like Made yeah, me I mean, dry. I'm English, yeah. so all my hair is really fine, yeah. you know, my legs and everything. But yeah, it is just for for me, it, it's it's like I hate to admit it, but it's a cleanliness thing. I just feel cleaner. Yeah. Like, you know, you shave your legs and you put lotion on right after the shower and everything yeah. feels smooth and clean and nice. Oh, like it's yeah. the best. Uh, yeah. It's yes. like, it's like you know, clean sheet, clean warm sheets on the bed in the wintertime. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that reminds me. I um, recently bought some really nice lotion. Um, I I pampered myself a little bit. Right. I like and I it. ordered the special stuff from um, Israel. And it is lovely. And it includes the shower gel. And I keep it hidden from the rest of the family. <laughs> that's true self-care. You, yeah, that's how, yeah, as you should. They don't even know. Wait till I tell exists. you the story about getting the special lotion in, in Tucson. And it, it's not a dirty story. Well, then I, we, I'm surprised. <laughs> I, I don't understand the point. It's traveling, <laughs> traveling along. Okay, well, you tell it. You want to tell us that or should we pull a should from the should box? Let, let's should it up. Okay, should it up. So Sonia has pulled a should. This one hits. This is funny that the universe is having some laughs at us because yours hit close to home with you, and this one hits close to home with me. I should have a family. Oh, they're nothing but trouble. That's right. <laughs> nothing but pains in the ass. I tell you. I t- I knew something. I'm like I almost said. I'm like when we pull a shit tonight, it's going to be about like parents or something. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I even my neighbor who is this this. Uh, I, you know, I was gonna lie. She's just—I was gonna say she's a lovely woman from from Lebanon, and she's lovely sometimes, and sometimes not so lovely. But, sometimes uh, she's a twat. <laughs> she's she's an old lady who escaped war and torn Lebanon, so she's tough as nails yeah. and hard ass. But um, every time she sees me, she's like, uh, "Why no kids? Why do why do you not have kids?" You know. And uh, then finally, she sees me the other day. She's like, "I get you're probably too old now." <laughs> I'm like. Motherfucker! You're like, no kids because there's just dust down yeah. there. No kids because I live next to you. <laughs> That's why I have no kids. Oh. You meddling little witch. Yeah. And and when you have a kid, they do it too. They like um, 
I can't tell when Rebecca was really little how many people like, well, when are you have the next one? And I got so, t- and I had a neighbor who was doing that to me all the time. You can't just have one that's, that's unfair. That's, you know, that's child, uh. you know, like calling it child abuse. And so I, I decided I was done with it and I looked at her and I was for some reason able to turn on the waterworks. Maybe I was PMSing and I'm like, I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> I've done it too. I have two, I have two things where, where I just purposely, you know, cause you go to the party and everyone pulls out the, I call it the, like the, the rule, you know, the yardstick of success. Yeah. You know, you go through the, what do you do? How many kids do you have or whatever? And so they'll say, why do you, what, so how long have you guys been married? And be like, at that time, be like, oh, 10 years. So why don't you have kids? And I'm thinking, fucker, none of your business. First off, we're at a cocktail party. I yeah. didn't invite you into my uterus. Thank you very much. That's right. And secondly, so then I would say like once, once the polite, like, oh, you know, it's not in the cards for people sometimes. Uh, I would either say one of two things. And the one thing would be like, oh, we can't have kids, but thanks for bringing up a sensitive subject. Yeah. I would just literally shame the shit out of them <laughs> for being an asshole. Well done. Yeah. Or two, I would say, I don't have kids. All I have is all this free time and expendable income. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I feel sorry for me. <laughs> it's a, it's funny. I know ne- I wanted kids because I thought I, I thought I should have kids. Right. And it turned out I can't have children. That's why I never had children. But I think of how kind the universe was to not give me children. Right. Cause literally, like you said, two months in, I would have been like, I am over this project. <laughs> yeah. like, Brian, take this I thing. <laughs> I can't send them back. Exactly. Can I put it in the cage with the dogs <laughs> right. while we go to work? I didn't think I was going to have kids. Yeah. I really never intended for it. I liked other people's kids. No, I really don't like other people's kids. That's a lie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would interact with other people's kids. That's probably why I didn't like them. And uh, my first husband was unable to have kids. So I was like, fine with that. And then, Oh man, I just like within a year of my husband and I being together, it's like ding. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> and then I went, I'm too young to have no, no, I'm I'm 27. <laughs> I'm right on okay. All right, we're doing this. I guess we're doing this. And um, but I'm I'm the weird mom. I'm not a helicopter mom. And my daughter is probably gonna, you know, hopefully she disagree. <laughs> no, she was mad at me. How come you don't come to everything, mama? And um uh, so I just, you know, I get it. My sister doesn't have kids. I'm from a family of nine. So for me, having kids was, um, we, we've already populated the world. We don't need any more, but I just didn't, it, it was it, it wasn't urgent. And then, and then Rebecca came along and, and she's awesome. And, and I, I regret, um, nothing. Yeah. I regret nothing. Well, I, regret, I have lots of regrets, but none of them are about actually having a kid. Yeah. Um, but I love that. I love that that um, you get to have a choice. To me, that's that's um, choice is not just. Um, and I had a long talk with my daughter about this. Choice is not just um, when are you going to have kids. It's like, do you want them? You don't have to. Yeah, I will say. So I married into a kid, right? So Aaliyah, my stepdaughter, um, came along. I think she was about six when and, uh, Brian and I first started dating, and she's. Maybe maybe a little bit older. She's almost twenty six now, and so you know, I feel like I didn't. She didn't live with us most of her childhood. She lived with us through college and until recently, and um, so I feel like I had a hand in helping her develop. But she like was self sufficient and wouldn't die by the time they let me have her. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. You could just whip some nuggets at her and <laughs> exactly. TV and she's good. <laughs> and I was so scared though, I have to say, when I first started like spending time with her because I just felt like I had to like 
do mom things with her. And Brian's like, I'm going to go take a nap. I'm like, how can you take a nap? This kid is here. He's like, she's 12. She'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? She doesn't like, even want you around exactly, at 12. Like, you know? She yeah. hates you. Yeah, no, that's not <laughs> she true. hates you. No, actually, we, we, I'm very lucky. We never ran into that. But yeah, I, I don't. So interestingly enough, I don't know if you want to go there or not, but talk about the other facets of family. So not just children. So you should have mm-hmm. a family. So and, and you cool? Yeah. yeah. That's a big one. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, I do not. Uh, I do have a parents that are alive and I have um, one sibling, but I just don't have a relationship with any of them. Yeah. And so there is like that link uh, to this day. I mean, I, I, you know, have shared with both of you um, things that the reasons why mm-hmm. I don't have a relationship with them, but I get shamed constantly. Constantly. Yeah. That is your mother. And it doesn't matter how awful she is or how abusive she is or how terrible you she is. You owe her everything. You owe, yeah. And, and uh, my, my mother also feels that way. Yeah. That, you know, she can behave in any fashion that she wants and you have to take it because she had sex with somebody once and gave birth to you. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. And then spent mm-hmm. years tormenting you. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. And so that's fascinating that there's a, there's so much package in, the idea of family, you know, Norman Rockwell and like all, all these like yeah. cr- holiday, like the yeah. holidays are the freaking worst. I'm just like, you have to, you mm-hmm. should, you mm-hmm. should want to be with your family. You should. And and like, you know, there's no value given to chosen family at all. Yeah. You know, it's so you know, both. I have a good relationship with both my parents and I'm, I'm, you know, now, not always, but now definitely. And so I'm very lucky in that aspect. But um I used to be one of those because – so I had a brother. I was really close with my brother. My brother passed away when I was 20 and he was 17 and in a car accident. And, you know, it was one of those, you know, well, of course, dead people are perfect, so he was perfect. But, yeah. you know, but, <laughs> but we did have a very, very good relationship. He was an awesome kid. And, you know, and so I was seeing friends around me that had stopped talking to siblings and I'm like, oh, you should have it. You, you'll regret it one day, right? And then um, my husband's siblings came along and and actually I should say his siblings are okay, but one of them happened to marry somebody who was not kind and was really damaging and destructive to our family. And finally, I'm just like, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. I don't have to have a relationship with these people. My mother-in-law tries to shoot me a lot. Well, your family. I'm like, I didn't marry that bitch. And I talk about this with uh, – lucky for us, I saw my therapist this morning, so it's all fresh. Um, But I talk about how um, I try and create these familial relationships with my girlfriends that um, are really not, they're not going to be there. Because first of all, we didn't grow up in the same family. We didn't, because I look for that, because I I have, um, I got a lot in my family and and I'm not like any of them. Yeah. At all. At all. And, and, um, Please tell me you're the straight-laced one. <laughs> That's right. I'm the most refined and conservative. Because yeah, I have like a whole bunch of tattoos and weird color hair and people look at me like, yeah, don't talk to my kids. <laughs> um, You're like, no problem. I didn't want to. Then get yeah. them out of my magic shop. <laughs> right, right. Or I will cast a spell that you won't soon yeah. forget. And now that there are, now that most of our adults are texting me say, Aunt Jackie, um... So I'm going to get a tattoo, and can you give me any pointers? <laughs> I said, take a picture of the shot before you give their money <laughs> and send it to me. I'll, I'll give you a yes or no. Yeah. yeah. Do not let let your ex boyfriend from high school give it to you. Yeah, that's right. So, so um, I, you know, Aaliyah. and am I uh, before my mother passed? I had a, I I just was not interested in a relationship with her. 
and I tried for for a long, long time, and then finally I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. And so I get that. I got that all the time. I mean, even in the business world, I'm like, oh, man, I just got back and I got talked into going on vacation with my parents. I'm like, oh, your mother, you should love her, blah. And I'm like, no, she's a bitch. Yeah. She's not okay. It's not okay the way she treats me. I don't let any. I don't let my worst enemy treat me the way that my mother treats me. So, yeah. um. I refuse to. And so it's like I had a group of girlfriends and we were like a support group for each other of like we hate our mothers kind of thing. And it's not I hate my mother. It's just like I'm so hurt yeah. by her. Yeah. I don't I don't hate her. But you hate the treatment. I yeah. hate the treatment. Yeah. And now and my dad's 90 and um, I uh, I really am not interested in interacting with him at all because even when I think we're having an he picked up where my mother left off after yeah. my mother passed. He picked up. And so I'm like I'm and I'm like. I spent several years being devastated by that. And now I'm like, eh, it's all right. And uh, I don't have to, I don't have to do that anymore. I don't have to um, pander to that. And uh, I just get to be distracted by um, Ursula taking. I'm sorry. I got to take a selfie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, do I talk or smile? I don't know. (laughs) Too much pressure. But I feel you with that. It is the thing that what's very interesting when you're saying that your dad picked up is that that's the thing that people aren't, the people that are not in like really seriously dysfunctional families uh-huh. is that they don't realize that for the family members, your role stays the same. Yeah. And people just pick up that role for you and and put you back into that box again over and over and over. And so I try and find that security and safe friendship, safe sisterly mm-hmm. or familial connection with other people, which doesn't exist. It's I I'm that's a really rare, rare example of, of that happening. And then you think about if I'm from a really dysfunctional family and I'm trying to put you in a familial role, <laughs> we're not gonna last. Yeah. <laughs> so so with with my dad and and um the stuff that he's um going through now, I'm just I'm I'm like, no, it's okay. You're pretty much a dick to me every time I come over. So guess who's not coming over? And then and then he complains to everyone that he never sees me. I said, well, the phone goes two ways. Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, it's like, I'm not being stubborn. I'm just not pandering. Yeah. We do. We just figure it out. So how do you, I mean, create family bonds? Because, I mean, not who are your people? I mean, because I, you know, I didn't grow up in one place. I grew up all over the place. And so I wasn't even close to my family. It was just the four of us, my mom, my dad, my brother, and I. And my parents divorced and my brother died. Like the family unit shot, right? Mm-hmm. And so I have been on a quest to recreate the family somehow for mm-hmm. forever. And so I'm curious how you actually create the family when the one you were given at birth really sucks or isn't adequate, you know, or really, whatever. Really intentional showing up yeah, mm-hmm. and not forcing so for me, it has been letting relationships be exactly what they are mm-hmm. and letting them either fizzle or bloom, but showing up for them consistently. Yeah. I want a class on that, just so you know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I keep failing. I keep um, putting too many expectations on friends and, um, and f- you know, having crushes on people and kind of like falling in love with different people. And... um uh, but what I'm discovering is that when I work on very intentionally with my relationship with my husband, he so is my family. Yeah. yeah. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I feel it took me a while to get to that point where I felt like Brian and I were like solid unit. Right. And yeah. he is my family. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. Um, and actually, I think um, I might invite we have a relationship coach at the Sheehive, Robin, 
who is spectacular one when it comes to setting boundaries like mm. but she does talk about this like how you are trying to recreate the relationships you know we've heard of the concept of the inner child but she also talks about your inner teenager which by the way mine is so badass but, mm. <laughs> yeah, but also and by the way she's been running amok okay. around the office lately <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have noticed yes <laughs> And so, yeah. And so, I don't know. Maybe we'll have to bring her on to talk about how it is that we actually recreate that. So I love that. Yeah. We got a few more minutes. Uh, any other shoulds on your mind these days? I do. I have one that's been, I, I realized what's going on is, is as a leader, um, a boss, employer, et cetera, I have been shooting myself of not being the perfect leader and coach. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, I'm, I could do better. I could fail. And it's so interesting. You read books on leadership and you, you have your own coaches and, and you like decompress, de- de- unpack a situation. There is so much shaming for being human in the leadership role. I was just realized that the other day. I'm like, oh, I'm done with that. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, uh-uh. uh, nope. I remember one of my uh, mentors a while back told me that that leadership was so – I don't think these are exact words he used, but it's what's stuck in my head is, one, he said it's lonely, but also it's vi- uh-huh. it's violent to you, you know, yeah. to your you know psychological self and soul and spiritual soul. And I believe it to be true. Yeah. It's fascinating. And that's one of the – one of my hesitations for why I don't purposely put myself in a leadership role. I mean, mm-hmm. I do with my business, but yeah. – Otherwise, I mean, I see it. I see it with the both of you. I spend, you know, significant time with both of you now. And I see the, um, it's fascinating. I see the entitlement of put on you, of, of the people around you, of you're entitled to your time and they're entitled to whatever this, whatever it is they feel they need to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, which is why I purposely kind of move around you both when I'm in different scenarios with you. Mm-hmm without saying anything other than hello because I don't want to place an expectation. I want you to come to me when you're ready. Yeah, yeah but you're who we want to talk to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but it is a thing. It is yeah. just really fascinating. It, it is it is stressful. I mean, yeah. it's exhausting. I see you both go through the paces of it. I have to say, I'm in a spot right now. Um, I was actually thinking this to myself last night because um, the key holders, so there's like 25 of us now, got together on Sunday and I was good. <laughs> like I don't even know like and so I was driving home like man I did some magical shit in that room <laughs> you know like fist bump. <laughs> fist bump and I'm like there's a sh- I shouldn't be even bragging to myself about how good it was but it was good you know and so it goes both ways like half the time I'm like god I don't want to do this anymore and then sometimes I'm driving home I'm like man I know what I've got this shit on lockdown right now <laughs> right so and, and I watched people in in um in different bigger community settings where they are crucified for um, um, making a decision that that's not popular with X amount of people. And I'm like, can you, can you get off him? Right. Because he's still doing a million things. Yeah. Yeah. I um, just want to tell one quick story because I know we got to wrap it up and get going. Um, So in grad school, we did a simulation. So at the end, I went to, I went to grad school for organizational development and change. And so, you know, spent, you know, all this time in grad school learning how I was going to, you know, make healthy, you know, healthy organizations all over the world. And the last thing they have us do is they actually put us through a simulation. 
And um, so another group from um, – so I went to school down in Cleveland. Another group from Belgium actually comes in and, the, and you guys create a greeting card company together and you run a simulation and shit goes south like within the first two minutes, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. To show you like it doesn't matter how much you have learned. You can revert back really, really quick. I volunteered and I, this was really outside my character at the time, but I volunteered to be the CEO of that simulation. And so I spent the – I spent two days just being crucified by everybody for things like really it hadn't even started and one woman walked into the room and she's like i am not happy <laughs> and i'm like did they give you a script like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> right. like, how can you not be you happy to this? Yeah. i know like we haven't even started and i swore that i'm like i'm gonna go home and write it write an apology letter to every leader i ever worked right for. my my conclusion today as i was thinking about the whole shit about leadership as i said listen i'm just gonna point in a direction and i'm gonna do the best i can and i'm gonna own my vulnerability and say yep i fucked up yeah. how about you know what who owns yeah. what here yeah, or I killed it. Or I killed, yeah. 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 I did today. Yeah. I'll tell you about that later. Okay. Yeah, you own it either way. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's a great way to stop. So thank you, ladies, again for uh, joining me on Life on the Other Side of Shit. And, um, it's always awesome spending time with you. Ditto. Oh, yeah. Ditto. Ditto. Cool. See you all soon. Bye.